Well, praise the Lord. You may take your seats or maybe stay standing until all everybody gets back in their chairs. Hallelujah. That was beautiful. Thank you for allowing me the privilege. That's the privilege of being able to pray this morning. We take it very seriously, and uh, we've seen tremendous things over the years because somebody prayed. Hallelujah. And as you can see, this church is growing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we call top grades this year. In Jesus' name, that even struggling students will be astounded. They will be astounded. Hallelujah. Well, are you glad you're in church today? Isn't it lovely to be in His presence? Hallelujah. If you're visiting today for the first time, welcome home. We know you'll be back soon. Hallelujah. Tuesday night or tonight would be good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but it's so good to be here. You know, the goodness of God is really overwhelming, and uh, I want to minister, minister to you today on just the theme that we've been on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. That was just such an honor, Father, to pray for all those precious people. Can a few hundred people change the world? Absolutely. Can a few hundred people change the city? Absolutely. If numbers were needed to win, then God would never have reduced 32,000 in Gideon's army to 300. I'm not talking about that there's no power in numbers. I love the majority, and I love how this church is growing. But don't ever be mistaken that you think you need more to win. You win through the power and presence of God. Shout it out, I win. One more time. I'm, I'm waiting for all of us to be like that gentleman. Now, if we had a church of people like that gentleman, <laughs> what are you going to do tomorrow when it looks like it's not working? What's it, what are you going to do tomorrow when it looks like you don't work right? I win. I win no matter what. No matter how I feel. No matter what's going on in my mind. No matter what's going on in my body. It's what's going on in my spirit. That makes the difference. Man is a tripart being, spirit, soul, and body. He is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body. The determining factor 
is who he is in your spirit and what your spirit mind becomes. You must never forget this. This life, satanic opposition, discouragements, disappointments, disillusionments, are all weapons to cause you to stay in cyclical patterns of defeat as a mind and as a body. These things are programmed against you so that you will not work spiritually as a spirit. Christ is in you when you've received Jesus as the Lord and Savior. You received life himself, and then you received another experience, more than an experience, you received the Holy Spirit of God. He came upon you in such fashion that you were baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. The empowerment, the same empowerment, there's no two Holy Ghosts. There's only one Holy Ghost. Jesus didn't get another one and you got another one. It's the same one. So the same one that Jesus got is the same one that you got. So the same one that could do what he did through Jesus is the same one that can do through you. You did not get a substandard Holy Ghost. I know I'm preaching to the choir this morning, but just hear me out. He came to live in your spirit. The full immersion, baptism of the spirit, the release of heaven in you. In the Old Testament, the spirit of God would come upon people. In the New Testament, the spirit of the Lord comes up from within and on. It's very powerful. We carry the same Christ that faced down the demons 2,000 years ago. Jesus and that anointing went about doing good. And Satan knew who he was. Opposition. When Jesus got out of the boat in the Gerardines, they knew exactly those devils who he was. He had full mastery over them. The same Holy Ghost that was on Jesus that had mastery over those devils is the same Holy Ghost that is in and on us that has mastery. Mastery. Everybody say that. Mastery. If we had a few people that knew how to master devils, it amazes me. You know, Jesus, he went about doing good. It didn't say that he spent 33 and a half years just worshiping on his knees. The moment the Holy Ghost came on him, he was mobilized. It didn't say he took a quartet around the area with him. It didn't say that he had opening solos at every one of his crusades. He just showed up with the anointing. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to show up with the anointing. 
You may not have somebody beautifully talented like some of the people that we have here planned for you and all of these different things, but you do have the anointing. And sometimes we think the anointing is a sweet melody being played behind a preacher or singing a song. That is not the anointing. These things help. These things facilitate. Lift your hand and say, I am anointed. Oh, that sounded real good. Say it again. I am anointed to take mastery over serpents, snakes, devils, demons in the name of Jesus. There is nothing. It amazes me. As a man anointed by the Spirit of the Lord, sickness did not get on Jesus until he received the sins of the world, the disease of man. But up until the point that he decided to take it, it couldn't get on him. Lift your hands and say, I'm anointed. Oh, I tell you, we need to do better than this. I am a... Anybody glad you came to church today? Shut it out. I have the mind of Christ. Come on, one more time. I have the mind of Christ to think the thoughts of God. Amen. To do the works of God. I can go. Why is he speaking in tongues? Because God is here. And anyone that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh to God. Pastor Paul, but I don't really like you. This is not about you liking me. This is about what God is trying to do in and through you. How many people has ever had anybody in their lives that was there to do them good, but you didn't really like them? It's amazing how people that we don't like show up to help us. The instructor at the gym, do it again. No. We used to have a great relationship. Now it's not so good. You keep making me go again. Whom the Lord loves. But Pastor Paul, being around you all the time, it just feels like I, I am in a perpetual correctional facility. It's not me. The sooner your life lines up, the more we will relax. If you're always going to feel awkward around me, it's that you're missing the invitation to change. While you keep wanting to do that stupid stuff, you're going to feel awkward around people that don't do stupid anymore. Look at your neighbor and say, was that plain enough, honey? Was that, was that plain enough? But we're all wanting another word from the Lord. We all want another experience. We all want another encounter. And we're still doing stupid Look at your neighbor and say, he must be at the wrong church. Come on, shut it out. Things are going up. Shut it out. I'm an eagle. 
and I'm not going to live around the chicken coop no, long, no more. In the name of Jesus. You know, chickens, they peck at dirt. They look at dirt. They see all the fences. They see everything that inhibits them. They see everything that boxes them. Eagles don't. Eagles rise higher than anything that they can see. Come on, guys. It's time to see. Everybody say that with me. It is time to see. What is it that you're seeing? Are you seeing why you can't? Are you seeing why not? Are you seeing, oh, I don't know. I don't think I would have, could have. No. What are you seeing? I can't because. Well, that's what you see. Sight is so important that God asked Jeremiah, you've heard me say this many times, but I say all this stuff over and over and over again. Why? Because I'm the type of person I need so much repetition. Why? Because I've learned that I forget. I'm on to the next set of sermons and the next set of messages, and, and I, the, the other stuff didn't become part of me. And it only becomes part of you by the law of repetition. Because the law of repetition brings you to a place that now you think it, it becomes you, you begin to visualize it, and now it actually is you. This is what I do. This is not what I hear. This is what I do. So you know that you've got it when you're actually doing it. And if you're not doing what the Bible says yet, you ain't got it. Where's that man that was shouting there a minute ago? Come on, I'm ready for one more amen. Come on. You stay up with me, brother. We'll get the rest of them very soon. Hallelujah. If you, I'm with you, brother. You're getting the front seat, not from now on. Hallelujah. If you're not doing it yet, if it's still hard to do it, then you haven't heard it enough. Or you've got to yourself to the place that you're rejecting it. <laughs> it's only two things. Lack of knowledge or rejecting knowledge. I'll try over here again. Lack of knowledge or you reject it. How do we reject it? Eh, I ain't doing that. That's not for me. That's just for Pastor Paul. That's what he does, but he's so radical. I mean, if he would just stop being so radical, this church would be three times the size of it. But we wouldn't be three times as strong. This is not just about size. This is about strength. And you can grow to any size as long as you're strong. But you don't want to be a large size and have no strength. So strength takes work. That's, that's what, where it gets folk. We just want to hear it and we want to hear it and we want the 10 pointed sermon, which is wonderful, that will help us think Nothing. 
I don't have to think about anything because it's told me everything that I wanted to hear. I'm going to make it. I've got a great destiny. And everything buys into, I'm going to make it. I've got a great destiny. And so what? That was good at 30. Now you're 82. And looking back, what have you done with all those motivational messages? Because the word is only as good is what is manifested through works. Oh, I cease from works, Brother Brady. That's not the works I'm talking about. People get off, try to get off the hook with that all the time. I'm talking about the works of the word, the application. You hear it and 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 hear it. Until you shock yourself, you're actually doing it. You know what religion is? Is hearing a message like this and going right out that door and saying, I'm just going to do exactly what pastor did. I'm going to wear trousers like him. I'm going to wear a shirt like him. I'm going to wear shoes like him. I might even shave my head like him. I want to know what time he gets up in the morning. If he gets up at 4 a.m., I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. And I want to know how long he prays. Prays to 10 o'clock. Okay, so I'm going to pray to 10 o'clock. Listen, you will never be like me. That is Jeremiah 17. Now, I know I'm supposed to be giving you a concise message, but just listen to me. That is Jeremiah 17, putting your trust in what man has done. Is that okay, Miss Pat? It's the truth. You see, I may be going well and doing well, but I'm still too low. And you want to master your life after my? That's okay. You can look to man. You can look. Come on, come on up higher. But you don't allow man to be the lid. You never allow man to be the final standard. Once you master what he's doing, push the bar on up. Why? Because you're heading towards God. Come on, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Come on, we're made in the image of. How many people believe that is the truth? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you have a bet to go. Praise the Lord. But amen. We're made in the image of God. I am a miracle manifesting. So you will never become what it is that God has asked you to be by just listening to sermons. Because after a period of time, you'll even become tired of what I say. And you'll look for something else from somebody else to say something. If you are not doing what you're hearing. The miracle is in the application of what is heard. And that keeps you from getting bored with the voice that you're listening to. Hallelujah. Did you get something out of that? So say this with me. I am no longer a chicken, praise the Lord. I am a doer of the word. The word is working powerfully in me by the power of the spirit. 
I am led by the Spirit. My spirit man is becoming infused by the Spirit of God. The miraculous is working in the inside of me because the Word is being brought in my heart. I don't know how it works. Listen, I don't know, truly, the learned among us know how Advil works in your body and all of these different things. And, and, and then the learned in the, in the church world, we somewhat know how these things work. But truly, after all these years, I still don't know with, with a full grasp how that spiritual transaction works. Of that you take word into your spirit, man, and it produces faith. You take word into your spirit, man, and it changes you from the out, inside out. That means you don't have to conform. You don't have to be like pastor. Yeah, yeah, there, there is, a, there is, a, there is a, a, a principle. Is that, you know, like Paul says, you know, look well to me. Model. But he didn't mean it as a lid. Example. But where the power is, is right at the core of your being. Yes. The power is not in your ability to think out a plan. The power is within you to receive the revealed strategy. So you can sit and think as a head all you want and still never accomplish God's plan for your life. Do good works, feed, clothe, and still not accomplish what God has done, has asked for you to do. Why? Because the plan is at the center of your being. That's where Christ lives. By the Spirit of God. We say today that the Revela Rustamarke, the Revela Salamalasikaleni, the revelation of God's plan and God's purpose is coming through you in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, everybody, shout a big amen. amen. Go with me, please, to 2 Kings. You all doing okay? That wasn't my message. That was just a... <clears throat> Hallelujah. It's still early. Well, it's earlier than 4 p.m. Hallelujah. So let's go to 2 Kings 6. Hallelujah, Father, over these next few minutes, I thank you, Father, for the revelation that is coming in people's lives regarding what we see. It is so important, Father. You've spoken to me many times over and over and over. How you see it is how it will go, Paul. How you see it. Father, you spoke to Jeremiah. What did you see? And he says, I see a branch of an almond tree. And Father, you told Jeremiah, he saw well. Father, I pray over every person in this room and those watching that we will hear your voice that we see well. Father, our trust is not in man, but our trust is in you. In this day, Father of trouble, in this day, of war and rumors of war. 
Father bombs, things landing beside nuclear facilities, the precarious just dealings of the moment. Father, we draw close to you. We, we, we draw close to you. We bring ourselves, Father God, into that secret place, that abadistial, that inaccessible place. Father, where you hold us and you protect us under your wings. You said no evil would befall us. And Father, we trust you. We trust you in the midst of this, in the name of Jesus, that we, Father God, will not be moved by the seductive operations of this hour. We will not be moved by the deceptive workings of this hour. Yes. Father, even through people, we will be discerning and knowing, Father God, those that are around us and why they're in our lives. And Father, who's in our lives for good and who's in our lives for not so good. You will show us, Father, that you've called us, Father, to be lovers of all people. And so, Father, by your love, we do that. We just, Father God, speak agape today in the name of Jesus. That agape love, Father, in the name of Jesus, we worship you. You know, we were all brought together by the leading of the Spirit and came together in the agape love of God. Before I knew you, it was the agape love that we worked with. Now I know you. Is it still the agape? What happens is, is that we become used to each other. Agape holds no record of wrong. But you see, when we get used to each other, we move from agape to phileo. Phileo holds record. It wants its piece of flesh. Friendships are based on more than what you're willing to spend. But over here in agape, I don't care how far I have to go. I don't care how Hi, I have to fly. We're going to do this. What the enemy in this life loves is for everyone to move, even in families, to move out of the agape, the safety, into phileo. I check myself periodically more than what you would care to know. Man, I need to get back in the agape because this is irritating me. 
And I used to find no fault in them. Why do I find fault all of a sudden? Because you've dropped your guard. And you've moved from loving people as God loves people to loving them now as people love people. And people love people in a very temperamental way. How many people understand what I'm talking about? So the agape love lets you know. I'm not saying that you can't spot that somebody's out of whack. Absolutely, the love of God will do that because the love corrects. But I guess you know what I'm talking about today. That when a relationship comes to the place that everything you do irritates you. And yet you used to have the most wonderful relationship. So why is it not wonderful now? It's not God moving you apart. It's that you missed the opportunity to stay in agape. Look at three people and say, it's time to get back in agape. So with eyes open... The Spirit of the Lord is leading us into a time where we have to understand that there is more for us than there is against us. In 2 Kings, this is a very well-worked portion of Scripture. I dare to bring it again to you. For the sake of revelation and the power of repetition, In tight spots, it is a temptation to think that you're on your own. How are we ever going to get out of this? What is going to happen to us? As pastors, we hear things every week about people's lives. I was without my phone for an hour on Thursday, I think it was, and I came back and there were 37 texts just in one hour. That's light. I, like you, would be productive most days in working at what I work at. And every day, without fail, we hear something about someone or something that needs help in someone's lives. Man can't fix it. That's right. Only God can. In all my caring for a person, it can't fix it either. It is the love of God that has fixed everything already past, present, and future, and we have to tap into that and step into that for things to rectify in our lives. See, that's what I say, Pastor. You just speak over my head. No. Your head can't receive this, but your spirit can. Because the fix is not in your head. The fix has to be in your spirit. What's coming 
is going to put fear in people. I believe it before we get out of here. And I know it's all good for the church, but there is stuff coming that is going to cause your mind to want to check out. The spiritual condition of the man or the woman is of the utmost importance right now. Not the workings of the church, not the, uh, uh, the regularities of church life, but you, as a member of the body of Christ, anointed by the Spirit, with the Spirit of God living in the inside of you, the Spirit that knows all things. How many people believe the Spirit knows all things? Come on, just give me a few more minutes now. The Spirit knows all things, does He? Then when something tries to catch you by surprise tomorrow, who's the one that's being caught out? Because if He already knows it's tomorrow, then why can't we know it today? I want you to shout it out. God's about to reveal to me some things that I need to know. I want you to say it like you mean it in the name of Jesus because you sit and thinking about your life and thinking about everything around your life and thinking about your children's life and thinking about your future and thinking about that is doing nothing but taking up time in the most expensive real estate there is on planet Earth. And you're just a bag of thoughts going nowhere fast, just circulating, circulating thoughts, more thoughts, more thoughts, more thoughts. But what's going on in your spirit, man? That's where the real action is. Amen. That man that was recreated in Christ Jesus, your mind wasn't recreated. Amen. In Christ Jesus, no. Your mind is becoming renewed. And that's why you can say you're bored with the word all you want. This is not about being bored with the word. This is about taking the new creation, amen, and getting a reformation going in your mind in the name of Jesus so that you can be restored in the portals of your mind so that now you can think like God, you can talk like God, you can walk like God, amen. You're just not a spirit man all wizened up in there just, you know, just, I'm just a tiny little man. You're a big physical man out here. Well, I shouldn't have said big physical man. I mean, you're physical man. Out here, he's trying to call the shots. Your mind's trying to call your shots. Your mind, your will, emotions, trying to call the shots. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I'm so, I'm upset. We're all upset. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if I said some of the things that I really wanted to say, if I said some of the things that I really could say and would be justified to say, it would be a very bad day. It amazes me how many other people can just say what they want to say and do what they want to do, and they think that there's no repercussions and there's no... No consequence, but I'm telling you, one of these days, you're going to eat the fruit of your words. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, and you're going to eat whatever it is you are chumping up right now in the name of Jesus, amen, with your words. You've got to clean it up. Even in our house last night, amen, something happened, and momentarily we were like, well, listen, and all I could say, I was like, guys, watch our words, watch our words. And it wasn't like we were talking unbelief. But my radar and my insides 
was going, ar, 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 ar. and in your house, nobody probably would have noticed, but in my house, it was like, ar, ar, ar. no, watch what we're saying right now. Why? Because the enemy is looking for a word that he knows this is affecting us, this is hurting us, this is hitting us. Come on, shout it out. No weapon formed against. The attacks are not getting through. Come on, say it like you mean it. The attacks are not getting through. Let's hide the shield of faith. Quench every fiery devil in the name of Jesus. Shut down that sucker. Everybody clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Come on, there's no Delilah going to take my eyes. You say, oh, I haven't been here. I didn't know what was going on. Get the archives. No Delilah's getting my eyes. No seducing spirits getting my eyes. No whores getting my eyes. In the name of Jesus, come on, everybody. No evil shall befall me. Get your eyes out of pornography. Get your eyes out of that. That's here to steal from you. Brother, stop looking at another sister that way. Look to Jesus. Well, five people got excited. Praise the Lord, that's five more champions. There's five more people that's five more people that's gonna stand with Karna myself and say, No more, devil, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Not today, devil, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Jesus went about doing good. Paul goes about doing good. Karen goes about doing good. Susie goes about doing good. Amen. Tell what? Going about doing good. What? What's the last part of the verse? Healing all that are sick and oppressed. Oh, because of this heavy life. No, of the enemy. Why do you want that sickness when it's from the devil? Come on, shut it out. I'm getting freer. No, he's no part in this real estate. Inside my spirit mind, I'm telling you, I'm as healthy as an old rook. In the name of Jesus, come on. Health and wealth lives in the inside of me. In my spirit mind, there is nothing in my spirit mind but healing. There is nothing in my spirit mind but good. There is nothing in my spirit mind but God. There is nothing in my spirit mind. Oh, I'm telling you, except the goodness of God. Hey man, if we want to live around here as a big fat head inside your head, I'm telling you, we're crazier than we even give ourselves credit for. Can't even have three conversations going on. I mean, just crazy thoughts. Why'd she speak to me like that? Why'd he say that? Why'd they do that? Why'd they do that? Here he comes again. There's Pastor Paul. You can't even get a good sermon. I mean, my God, he always has to come out with this just, you know, just blazing. Why does he have to go like that? Can't he just talk normally? Can't he just speak normal? Like normal? Normal? I mean, just normal. Can't he just tell us a story? Well, we'll see how that works in your home. Tell your children stories. Just tell your children stories. Let them do whatever they want to do. Go ahead. We'll see how far that gets them down the track. And yet, as pastor, I'm supposed to get up here, sing a little song. Perform a while, tell you everything that you want to hear a while, 
and let you go home. And the devil's just waiting on you, licking his lips like just licking your licking his lips like you're a lamb chop, just coming right out of church, ready to chump down on you. Just loves it when people go to lazy daisy called Showtime Entertainment World Church. Just loves it. Hey man, you may get your world off you for like 58 minutes and you go in and you sing a little bit and you dance a little bit. I hope to goodness these things hold me. But anyway, you sing a bit, dance a bit. And after 58 minutes in a service, you, you just open those doors of the church and say, hello world. And the devil's going, hello. I missed you for the last 58 minutes. You never got anything in the last 58 minutes other than something that your flesh wanted to hear. We sang songs that we wanted to sing. And we go back out to the hell holes that we drug ourselves from. Instead, we're coming to church and we wear a t-shirt to let, her, let ourselves sense, you know, sense a little bit of community. We, Unless you're going to live right, you better not wear one of our t-shirts. I'm telling you, because I was in a line somewhere in some other church had their t-shirt on and the lady in front of me, I'm telling you, she was cussing up a big storm and all of those different things and it looked like I was going to get ahead of her in the line. And I'm telling you, she was about to cuss me out. And I said, oh, God bless you, sister. And she went, <laughs> just came from service. Just was serving. Yeah, just serving with your cussing self. <laughs> I don't know if T-shirts are good ideas for churches. And bumper stickers, you know? You got a big M on your car, and I'm telling you, you're cutting people off and giving them the whatever and, and all those different things. And, you know, you're like, see you Sunday, y'all, you know, and it's going in the back window like this here. Millennial. Place of power and presence. And you're like, whoop, bang. <laughs> Let's go to verse 8 and read scripture to satisfy those. When the king of Syria was warring against Israel, warring, times of war, after counseling with the servants, he said, In such and such a place shall we camp. Then the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place. Go back with me. Verse 9. Again, then the man of God. Underline that, please. You know we're in the days of tremendous rest, re restoration. It's amazing. We live in days, you know, the church has become so common that we don't even call ministers men of God anymore. Servants of the Lord. It's become so commonplace. It would benefit you to start again respecting offices. Because I tell you, honor brings a tremendous reward. 
and I am certainly not looking you to lick my shoes. There are anointings in this day that we need to partake of. And you partake of those anointings, not just by listening. You partake of them by respect and honor. I too am a life, a spirit, a man that has to deal with his soul, mind, will, and emotions, and this body. I too have to live every single day. Get up. I too brush my teeth. Amazing. I too have to work the word. I too have to fill my spirit, man. It would be wonderful just to be out to lunch constantly. It would be wonderful just to be able to sit at home and do nothing and watch Netflix until you burn out your television. But what would I be? See, those that have learned the secrets of what I am talking about are not moved by this life. They're not moved by good or by bad, by laughing or by crying. They're moved by the Spirit. Scriptures, that they that are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of the Lord. Here, this man of God, I love it how it says that, and not just a prophet, but a man of God, sent to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you pass not such a place from the Syrians are coming down there. This man of God did not send to the king five scriptures of motivation. He didn't tell the king to quote 50 scriptures on prosperity. It's all good. But he sent him a word that kept him alive. What God is doing right now is giving us words that are to keep us alive. First and foremost, alive in the spirit. And secondly, alive physically. Firstly, alive in the spirit. And secondly, alive physically. Then the king of Israel sent to the place of which Elisha told and warned him, and thus he protected and saved himself there repeatedly. This was not just once. This was over and over and over again. Elisha had a word from the Lord that protected the king. These are days, ladies and gentlemen, where I believe that the Spirit of the Lord wants to draw close to us in such a way at our agreement so that he shows us where we should be, when we should be there, and if we should be there at all. In verse 11, therefore the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. He called his servants and said, 
will you show me who of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, he wanted to know who the traitor among them was. Because he could not perceive any other way of the king of Israel knowing. Hallelujah. Isn't it a far-right thought that God can actually speak to you and tell you what you need to know? Why does it always have to be from and through someone else? I want you to receive this right now. Because with all this going on, I'm going to hear from God. The last two and a half years, I shut it all off. Those that live with me know I shut it completely off. I came out of text threads. I, I came out of, even with ministers, I shut it all down. Because I could hardly hear God for the thoughts of man. YouTubes by the dozen. Of everything that everybody thought and thinks, whether it is going on or whether it's not going on, what is going on in your spirit? Because that is what you're going to have to live by. You are not sentenced by another man's dealings. I was destined by the works of Christ. So I don't care what another person does. I am my own man, and Christ lives within me, and I can hear his voice, and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. And even if 23 other peers say it's this way, and you do not have the agreement in your spirit, man, that it's that way, you better not be going that way. But you better make sure that it is your spirit, man, and it's not your flesh. Because there's a lot of people that are right there. I'm telling you, they're right there right now, and they're saying they're, they're thinking they're following God, but they're just following the belly load of their flesh. And we put God on the top of it. But when you get a few people together in the spirit, in the spirit, and you go, you go and you stay in there, and you say, and you know, say for instance, things were starting to irritate. You know how you take authority over irritation? You pray for the person that is irritating you. You do not talk about them. That's where witchcraft comes in. Oh, come on, somebody. That's where witchcraft comes in. You're supposed to pray for those that persecute you. Say if Jeremy has issue with me and he's like, and then he goes to Emily and he's like, I don't know what's going on with Pastor Maritana. And he's just, you know, chomping on Pastor's head, you know, biting off my ears. And he's just telling Emily just everything. And I know you would never do this. You better never do it. But I'm, telling, <laughs> I'm just giving you a little picture. Come on, everybody here this morning. And, and then you're just jumping, jumping. So what are you? You're not helping me. You're not helping the situation. You're not helping your irritation. You're fortifying. You're fortifying your irritation. You're like solidifying. You're, you're, creating, you're creating the gulf. You're creating the wedge. It was a crack, but now it's a gulf. 
Should never have went there. Even in families. Should never go there. Why? Because if there's a fault, it's supposed to be prayed about. Pray for them. Pray for them. I don't want to pray for them. I don't feel like praying for them. Pray for them. I don't like, I, I, pray for them. Get down here and pray for them. You cannot stay irritated for someone that you pray for. Because prayer heals. Prayer brings relationships back together. Now it takes the work of the other person too. Don't get me wrong. But at least I know in my life, I'm not fortifying the issue. I'm going to be able to just give me two more minutes. Let, let me see. Two more minutes. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Can you believe that it's nearly ten to twelve? How many people believe this went quick today? So not fair. So not fair. Who told you? Who told you? Who told you I said that? Who told you? Uh, the Lord. That's what's wrong with you. You see, that's, that's what I mean. You just, you just, she couldn't love you if you even reared you. Well, that was very Irish, forgive me. Witchcraft is a very dangerous thing to get mixed up in. And you don't have to go down the voodoo shop to find it. You just have to stick around most folks' homes and the way people talk. And witchcraft is right in the midst of it. We should never speak evil about it any person because of the plan of Satan to be enforced through you should never happen and this has been a great service look at three people and say I'm, I'm becoming a champion hallelujah I'm becoming a champion Praise God. I used, to, I used to love church, but I don't really love it anymore. I tell you, it's kind of like, you know, ooh, praise God. Ooh, ooh, praise the Lord. Coming to church Sunday morning and say, I wonder if pastor going to be happy today. I wonder if pastor going to be correctional today. I wonder what he's going to be today. You just say, let pastor be whatever way you want him to be today, Father. Whatever I need, I receive it in the name of Jesus so that I am not a lamb chop going to be chumped to death leaving a service in the name of Jesus. Come on, amen. Shut it out. I'm strong. In the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, relationships are destroyed because people won't pray for each other. You know that. That's how they are destroyed. Because people won't. They talk about what they find wrong. So they never stimulate the prayer of what rectifies. And we think that all the talking in the world will fix the situation. But Scripture never said that all the talking will fix something. It says prayer 
will change it. Hallelujah. Lift your hands all over this room. I'm speaking to somebody. The Lord's got me right there. There may be relationships in your lives that you need somebody. Maybe if the worship team could come back, please. Thank you. There may be relationships in your lives that need help. Maybe you've been doing exactly what I've been saying, just jumping off at the deep end with your tongue. You know better. You've been jumping down on somebody. You've been giving them a hard time. You're just talking out of knowledge, talking out of your head. You're not really understanding the situation, not really understanding the circumstance. Mom and Dad, be cautious how you talk about your children. Don't exacerbate them, the issue. Don't bring them to frustration. Spirit of God's been all over this service. Spirit of God's been ministering deeply to people. All service, I've felt it. All service. The Lord has risen this place up as a safe place. A safe place. A strong tower in which we run into and we are safe. People in our families are coming out of that hellish situation. In the name of Jesus. They're coming out of it. They're coming out of it. Pray with me. Come on, don't look at your clock. This could be the moment that actually rescues somebody. This, this could be the moment that actually saves somebody. This could be the moment that actually grabs somebody. You heard the word of the Lord. God's trying to protect your eyes. God's trying to get you to the revelation to know that you can hear his voice. That you don't have to put your trust in the mind. You don't have to put your trust in, I wonder what she thinks. I wonder what he thinks. I wonder what they think. I wonder what everybody thinks. No, no, what does God think? What does God think? You have that ability in the inside of you. The voice of the Lord is strong in the inside of you. The fire of God is in the inside of you. You say, Pastor, I'm new at these things. Hey, we're all new at these things. I, I don't care how long we've walked in these things. We're all new at these things. But one thing I'll tell you, and I'm not going to let the devil jump all over you. Not when we have the authority. I stand before the Lord and I have to give an account. Say, what did you do with those that, you, that I brought to you? I'm going to be able to stand with hand over my heart and say, I fought. I preached awakening. Called people out of slumber. Didn't allow people to stay in sickness. Didn't allow people to stay in broken fellowship. Didn't allow people to stay on a trajectory to hell. In the name of Jesus. If you love people, you will work like this. If you love people, you'll grab people. If you love people, you will speak to them. If you love them, you will tell them the truth. 
And how do you speak truth? In love. So I've learned after all these years of working with the Lord, it's the word coming into my spirit. I can either do good today or I can do bad today. I can either do a lot of help for people today or I can do a lot of hurt for people today. But you know what? God gives us relationships so that they can be protected. But you can't do it on your own. Prayer is what changes everything. In Jesus' precious name, Father, I pray over every person today. Just touch your eyes with me right now. Touch your eyes. Get to pray in the Spirit. No devils get in your eyes. You're going to keep your eyes. You're going to see what you need to see. You're going to see the invisible. And you're going to dare to do the impossible. You're going to see what you need to see. In Jesus' name, you may think I'm a little extreme. You think, my God, he's, he's kind of like out of the box. Well, you need me to be out of the box. Come on up higher. It's time to mount up as an eagle. It's time to mount up. With the mind of Christ as a spirit man, as a spirit being, filled with the Spirit of God. I say this week we'll have tremendous discernment. That you'll see what you need to see, you'll hear what you need to hear, and you'll be able to do what it is that God wants you to do. Hallelujah. We praise your name. Hallelujah. 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 Say this with me this week. I rise. I will not be taken the same as I was. I am becoming wiser. Wiser every day. This message today has grown me, shown me, things I needed to see in Jesus' name. I am stronger because of the Word of God. My spirit man is alive. Christ lives within me. His voice is strong within me, and I hear Him talking to me in the way I need to hear. In Jesus' name, from this moment, I will be better, stronger, healthier, wiser in the name of Jesus to do everything that I need to do in Jesus precious name everybody say this with me Satan I bind you one more time you cannot take me you cannot touch me no evil shall befall me I walk the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I am the majority and not the minority. I am the beloved of God. I am part of the body of Christ. I am inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. I am surrounded by God Himself, and the glory of the Lord is my rear guard. I am blessed, 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 and I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Oh, in the name of Jesus, He's going to cause you to run through a trip and jump over a wall. In the name of Jesus, you are fenced in and hidden. You are surrounded. You are shielded by God himself. If you believe that, come on. Give him worship. Give him praise. Magnify. Magnify his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. Shut it out. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice. 
and be glad in it.